Welcome once again. This is Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie at Cornerstone Church. We have a couple of questions that I think you'll definitely want to hear. Uh, what happens if I struggle with what seems to be false guilt? And also the Nephilim in Genesis 6. What's the deal with those guys? All right, stay tuned for Ask. Welcome back once again. This is episode 301 and counting. So don't forget, Ask is completely dependent on your questions. The Bible, life, faith, whatever. Ask the questions. Submit in or what through our website, cornerstonebv.org. Uh, go to the media page, drop down, ask. You got it. You can see it. You've done it before. And if you haven't, come on. Give it a shot. If you have the question, probably someone else does too. Okay? First question says this. I think I struggle with false guilt, but how do I know if it's not real guilt that I'm just trying to ignore? And if it's false guilt, what is a healthy way to let it go? Sounds like someone's in their own head, which I've done before, so I can totally relate. Um, so say kind of step by step, step by step, let me say. Uh, first, if it's just a feeling with no substance, then yes, it's not genuine. What do, I, what do I mean by that is like, if you can't point to something you're feeling guilty about, you're just feeling guilty, like ashamed or I'm, I'm self-worth, those kinds of things, um, but you can't point to anything, um, or it's just, you know, your own head, like you're saying, well, I'm not good enough at this, or I should be a better cook, or I should be better at this. That's not something, guilt is always related to sin for the Christian, okay? So sin is according to God's word. And so if I, you know, didn't do something, I tried my best, but didn't do it very well, I shouldn't feel guilty about that, right? So let's make sure we understand what guilt is. So if you're just kind of generally feeling guilty, then yeah, it's just in your, in your head. Um, now, if it's something very specific or more than one thing that you're specifically feeling guilty about, um, but you already have dealt with it as a believer in Christ, meaning you have confessed it to God and if um, appropriate and necessary, uh, confessed it to the person that you have, you have harmed or you have wronged. You've dealt with it. Maybe you dealt with it last week. Maybe you dealt with it 15 years ago and you're still feeling guilty about it. Here's what you're doing. You're actually telling God, that his grace is not enough. You're telling Christ that the cross is not big enough. And I know you're not really saying that, but you are because you need to then put it away. God has already dealt with it, right? He's died for you. Um, you've confessed it and dealt with it before God, so you gotta let it go. You have to preach the gospel to yourself. You have to put, kind of put yourself in front of God's grace again because you should not be feeling guilty over something that you're not guilty for anymore, okay? Um, third, on the other hand, if it's something you're feeling guilty of, you actually did, and you have not confessed to God or you haven't confessed to someone that is appropriate to confess to, um, if it's a situation like that, then you need to go do that, right? And deal with it and then back up to part two, don't feel guilty about it anymore. Um, now, if you're just kind of feeling guilty about different things and, and you're like, Jamie, I get what you're saying about the gospel, but I'm just, I'm just having a hard time letting it go, um, then what you have to do is you have to do things that remind you of God's grace and the joy found in Christ. So in God's word, pray more. Uh, you know, the guiltier we feel, we tend to kind of recede into our own lives and, and we, we stop uh, listening to the Holy Spirit in our life. So you have to be intentional about being around things and people that drive you further into joy, okay? Lastly, um, I would also say prioritize uh, worshiping God and serving God, right? Because that will, uh, it doesn't, 
you don't, you're not trying to appease guilt, but it will more and more draw you closer to who God is and you'll feel less guilty if that's something you're struggling with. All right, good. Hopefully that, that helps. Uh, also, here is one from left field. I don't really think this is from left field, but this is Ariel, so you just, just Ariel, I think it's more right field, all right? Can you please explain, if possible, what the Nephilim were and or are? Were they real? Okay, so if you're watching this and you're like, what is he talking about? Well, this comes from uh, the book of Genesis chapter 6. This is pre-flood. And this is really chapter 6 is talking about how evil the world becomes to where the point where God judges the world. Everyone ends up dead except for Noah and his family and God starts over with them. Um, but this is what it says. It says, in, in, in starting in verse 1, When man began to multiply in the face of the land and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were attractive and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not you say spirit? Spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them, there were the, they, these were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Okay, So what it seems to be in context is the Nephilim were these renowned mighty men, but they were renowned for evil. Right, That's why God judged the earth. They seem to be the offspring of what was described in that passage as the sons of God and the daughters of man. Um, and the offspring was this Nephilim, which seemed to be these gigantic warriors who did things that were horrific and evil. Um, now, so you got to back up and, okay, who are these sons of God, right? And so there's really three options. Um, some believe they were good, there's these good, uh, those from the line of Seth, which were good, and then those the lines of Cain, uh, which were evil, and they intermarried and had children. Um, doesn't really explain why the Nephilim would be so powerful, though, uh, but that's one example. The other one is there's just these mighty warriors, um, really uh, strong uh, men, and they're called sons of God, and they, and they produced this offspring. Um, the best, I believe, explanation is son, because biblically, sons of God is always, in every other place, that phrase is referring to angels, right? So not humans, but angels. Um, and so this would be a particular uh, set of fallen angels, demonic now, right? Where they <clears throat> bred or mated with human women <clears throat> and produce this sort of Nephilim race, which was more powerful than the average human because uh, they had angelic powers. So, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the best guess, the side of heaven, I think, that, that we have. Um, you might ask, well, why don't we have Nephilim today? Well, those uh, demons are probably or possibly, maybe is the better word, the group that is described uh, elsewhere, in uh, specifically Jude, that they are have been in chains. So we know there's demonic forces that are let loose right now in the world that Jesus will deal with at some point, hopefully soon. Um, but there's this group described, they're not allowed, uh, even they're, they're in chains already and they will be permanently judged at the end. But right now they're, they're in darkness, they're in bondage. That some believe that that is those who mated with the daughters of men and just, they were so horrific that God's like, you're not allowed anymore to, to wreak havoc. Um, a lot of those are biblical theories and so we can't hold on to them real tightly, but that's our best kind of guess. But what we do know is the Nephilim were not good. Now, 
The only other time they're described in the Bible is in, is in the book of Numbers when um, the, the, the spies go into the land and they come out and they're like, the Nephilim, we saw Nephilim, right? And, and so probably they just saw really big, strong warriors and they were frightened and the, that whole term Nephilim sort of became what they would refer to as some strong race, right? Because that's who they were. Probably more actual Nephilim like in Genesis 6. That's our guess, okay? All right, hopefully that, that helps and uh, hopefully you have an awesome Christmas as this will air the day before Christmas Eve. I hope you uh, will join us uh, if you're able on Friday night, that's Christmas Eve. Uh, we have a four o'clock and we have a six o'clock candlelight uh, gathering. It ends, it's just always good. If you've never been there, if you don't have a church, come and join us. Um, if you're stuck at home and can't get out, we will live stream both of those. So uh, not as good as in person, but still better than, than nothing, right? So hopefully you'll join us one of those two ways. And please give us more questions for this new year. For Ask to Be Strong, we need your questions. God bless, we'll see you soon.